Wake up, everyone. It's time for the Steve Noble Show, where biblical Christianity meets the everyday issues of life in your home, at work, and even in politics. Steve is an ordinary man who believes in an extraordinary God. And on his show, there's plenty of grace and lots of truth, but no sacred cows. Call Steve now at 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Or check him out online at thestevenobleshow.com. And now, here's your host, Steve Noble. Welcome back. Merry Christmas. Hope you had a good weekend. Hope part of your weekend was not at the town of Cary Christmas Parade, where they opened, they had their arms open wide, ladies and gentlemen, in the spirit of Christmas and loving your neighbor and, and goodwill towards men. Uh, Cary has partnered, town of Cary here in the Raleigh area, has partnered with the JCs, those are the, those are the younger crowd, in the, uh, oh, what do you call those guys? It's a business organization. I just forgot, you know, because I'm 57. And so it happens. They're the younger crowd, business people, and they embraced diversity. That was one of their goals with the Christmas parade. Because Christmas is all about diversity, equity, and inclusion, ladies and gentlemen. Is it not? I mean, Santa deals with the good little boys and girls and the bad little boys and girls. He doesn't discriminate. But unless you're good, you know, you don't get presents if you're on the naughty list. If you're on the nice list, uh, okay, cool. Uh, So Carrie, of course, went through it. We talked to Tammy Fitzgerald from NC Values on Friday uh, before we spent the remainder of the show with my good friend Fred Von Cannon, who's running for Congress. And, uh, you know, people were reaching out to the town of Carrie and the JCs. I posted some comments on the on the JCs Facebook page. I shared that. And then uh, one of the uh, really cool things that happened as a result of all of this was one of my former students picked up on this and uh, she was upset as she should be and uh, her family as well as lots and lots of other families. So she actually set up a petition on on change.org, remove the sisters perpetual indulgence from the Carrie Christmas parade. And when I when I first went there and signed up on uh, I think it was Friday. There were like 24 signatures. Now it's almost 1,800 signatures. And uh, I was texting with her family. And uh, just uh, that's that's what you want to see as a teacher that down the road, uh, what you've taught and things that hopefully I modeled, uh, students pick up on. And, and they are. But that's why Noble U exists. And that's why uh, a week from this Friday will be my last live radio show. So if you want to catch the podcast, which will start back up, in January, and you want to get on the email list for that, if you're already on our email list, you're good. Like maybe you get the Daily Dose devotional. We're finishing up Ephesians this week. Then I'm going to take some time off, and then we'll start posting those again in January. Uh, just text my name, Steve, to 66866. That will get you on the email list. Or you can just go to the website and sign up for the uh, the Daily Dose devotionals, thestevenobleshow.com. Or just text my name, Steve, to 66866, that you students see things uh, more clearly and that they act, especially if you took the civics class, my civics class. One of the things we talk about is what do you do? Do you engage? And in this case, it's just a matter of standing firm for the faith and standing firm for the truth. And it didn't stop the town of Cary from having the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. If you have never seen them, uh, I mean, maybe you'll end up looking at the picture of them mocking the Last Supper. These are all uh, transvestites, we used to call them, cross-dressers, men, 
who dress up in these demonically influenced, totally satanic looking, uh, mocking of priests and nuns and tons of makeup. It's just totally demonic, which why wouldn't you put that in the Christmas parade in the town of Kerry? Psycho. So great job to my student. I don't want to uh, put her name out there. Uh, But then all of a sudden change.org where you can do all these petitions. And this is, this is what the student wrote. The sisters of perpetual indulgence First name, Faith, by the way, praise the Lord. The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, a group known widely for their controversial actions and speech, have been included in the lineup for the Kerry Christmas Parade, and I mentioned this before. They were five floats before Santa, so they had maximum attention from little children, which, of course, I'm sure thrilled them to no end. This group has been accused of very offensive and mocking behavior towards Christians, Muslims, and other religious groups. Their presence at community events like this parade is deeply concerning to many residents who believe it promotes divisiveness and hate towards people of different faith rather than unity during a season meant for peace and goodwill. We respect and strongly support freedom of speech, but believe that public events should be free from hate speech or offensive actions that could potentially harm our diverse community's harmony. We urge the organizers to reconsider their decision and remove this group from the parade lineup in order to maintain a respectful environment conducive to festive celebration. Please sign this petition if you agree with maintaining respect and unity at our beloved Carrie Christmas Parade. And the Carrie Christmas Parade, uh, courtesy of the JCs, went along with their sacrilegious mocking of God, his church, and his son. Good job, Carrie. Good job, Mayor. Good job, Town Council. Excellent work. Merry Christmas, Christ Mass? Apparently not in Cary. So all of a sudden, change.org shuts down the comments section. And uh, they shut down the comments section because it violates some of their rules. Uh, I'm trying to get to where they said. Uh, Hello, thank you for contacting change.org. We have reviewed your request to reinstate the comments section. However, and I'm going to tie this into a whole bunch of stuff, so stick with me, okay? However, we have received complaints about abusive comments on your petition. At this time, the comments section will remain closed due to more potential abuse of our community guidelines. Change.org is an open platform. (laughs) That's rich, like DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, unless you're people like, well, me or this student, or, or any cool Christian, is an open platform. Yeah, right. And we have a responsibility to keep our platform safe. Yeah, right. Please read our community guidelines and our terms of service. Ha, ha, ha. What a joke. All right, so when we come back from the break here on the Steve Noble Show, soon to be podcast only, so text Steve to 66866, and we'll get you on the email list. I'm going to read through. 41 comments, okay? Most of them are short. They're not very long. It won't take me long, so don't freak out. But gird up your loins, boys and girls, because these are offensive, dangerous comments that people complained about, and so they had to shut it down. You couldn't allow this. You couldn't allow this filth, this hate speech, this Israeli-esque type language on change.org. So I'll read that to you word for word when we come back. Hopefully I won't violate the FCC. I won't. Don't worry. And then I'm going to tie it to a bunch of other things, including Fauci, who is hashtag I am science and now hashtag I am God. 
You can hear that for yourself from Pope Fauci. This is Steve Noble on The Steve Noble Show. We'll be right back. Back at Steve Noble, the Steve Noble Show. Okay, let's get right to the Israeli-esque hate speech, shall we? This is uh, comments that were made on change.org when people were signing the petition that one of my former students, great job. You know who you are. Great job. I don't want to get any undue attention your way, so that's why I'm not saying your name. Uh, great job. And, and I put the link up on Facebook, my Facebook page, for the, the petition. If you still want to go sign it, you still can sign it, right? And go sign it. Because this goes to the Cary JCs, all right? So especially if you live in Cary or if you attended the parade and maybe got blindsided by the Sisters of uh, Perpetual Indulgence and they indulged their satanic worship, essentially. They wouldn't call it that, at least not that I know of. But these people are, they're disgusting. They're really messed up. They're really broken. They're mocking God. They're mocking the church. They love to mock Catholics. And uh, they just mock Christ, period. Okay. And they will receive in themselves the due reward for their sin. They don't repent. And I take no delight in that, just in case you're wondering. But then change.org shuts down the comments because they're hate-filled. They're dangerous. We have received complaints about abusive comments on your petition. So here's what a liberal considers abusive from Christians, you know, people like you. All right, from Colleen, the parade is a family event and sexuality on display is deplorable. It's a Christmas parade, so respect families and cancel the drag queen float. Ooh. This is sick and offensive to Christians. This is a community event with families and children. The disrespect and mockery displayed by drag queens, particularly those representing the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, do not align with an event uh, with a desire to show mutual respect and harmony. Offensive to what I believe, children should not be subjected to this. What is wrong with the world? This is not family-friendly, and it's a mockery of Christmas. Divisive and hurtful. It's a disgrace. The group is very offensive. Inappropriate behavior for public with children. Their mockery of people's faith is wrong. This is a hate group and should not be allowed to be represented in the town of Cary Parade. Shameful and disgusting to even be considered appropriate for a Christmas parade. The town of Cary and the Cary JCs should be ashamed of themselves. Uh, that doesn't seem to be possible. They apparently canceled shame in Cary. I oppose this group, unless you're shaming Christians, and that's fine. I oppose this group being allowed to participate in anything Christmas. They are openly a mockery of all that is sacred and holy in the name of Christmas and the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. May the wrath, oh, here it is. Here's the problem. May the wrath that befell Sodom and Gomorrah claim victory over these Satan advocates. Which is called an imprecatory prayer, by the way. That was pro That probably triggered some folks at change.org. Ooh, Sodom and Gomorrah. Can't bring that up. Uh, these group, what happened to free speech? It's a joke. These, this group is highly offensive to Christians. Drag is sexual, inappropriate at a family event, especially at a public parade. I am appalled that the mayor of Kerry doesn't understand how horrifying this is. Apparently he doesn't, Mr. Mayor. It's up with you, bro. Christmas is to celebrate the birth of Jesus. This group is satanic and extremely offensive to Christians and have no place being involved in this parade. Sickening. Ooh, that's threatening. This is just wrong. A Christmas parade is about Christmas, as in Christ. This is sacrilegious. They do not belong in a parade that is about Christianity. I will not be attending this if it is happening. And it did. 
there were two or three sisters of perpetual indulgence on the on the float. I think I put a video up of that as well. What on earth has happened to the JCs? What a great question. Will they also bring in the Ku Klux Klan? Or perhaps a unit in blackface? Oh, see, you crossed a line there. You can't say that stuff. The JCs and all its members should be boycotted. This is hate and mockery on a grand scale. If this group participates, it should be it should be to empty streets. Here's an idea. Bring them in on their own day. April Fools. Oh, see, that's just that's just crossing a line. It's not right. This fraudulent group is despicable. It mocks the very basis of Christian faith. Christ have mercy on us. Lord have mercy. The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence is an anti-Catholic and hate group for impersonating and mocking Catholic practices and beliefs, including religious sisters who are collectively the unfortunate target of mockery. The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence are offensive, and as Senator Marco Rubio stated in his letter to Major League Baseball Commissioner, intentionally mocks and degrades Christians, and not only Christians, but nuns who devote their lives to serving others. So where's the Catholic Church down there in Cary? Because there's a big fat one right down there. Where are you guys at? Has the has the have the JCs, the town council in Cary and the Cary mayor heard from the Catholic Church there in Cary? Josh, look up the name of that Catholic Church in Cary right quick, please. It's right by the Preston Country Club, right? Lord have mercy. No, you can't say that. Drag queens mocking the Christian faith do not belong in a Christmas Christ. All caps parade. This is totally disgusting. Oh, that's so judgmental. Christmas should only be about Christ and Santa, not about Santa. What? There's a big one. Try to find some pictures. It's really big. It's near Preston. Or tell me any Catholic church in Cary. St. Michael's. Where are you guys? Anybody else? Mother Teresa Church in Cary. Where are you guys? Anybody else? There's a lot. Where are you guys? There should be no, oh, here's another hateful comment. There should be no open mockery of Christ, much less at Christmas. This is an attack on those of faith and should be considered as a hate crime. Attacks on our beliefs are a failure to respect the basic dignity of its inherents. Shame on Carrie JCs. Anyone can Google and see how this group behaves. Our children should not be exposed. That's so hateful. Anti-Catholic Christian hate groups should not be in a Christmas parade. Christ, Christ mass. That's the origin of the word. Aside from the Catholic bigotry, they should not be on display at what's naturally assumed to be a family-friendly event. We don't mock God. Send an email to the town of Cary Mayor. Harold Weinbrecht. JCs. Cary JCs. And WR, by the way, the Cary JCs is their handle on Facebook. This is not about Christmas, Christ's birthday. This is all for being disrespectful and being sacrilegious. It's a Christmas parade. They are mocking Christ whom I love and serve. It's sick and degrades America. The sisters are offensive and stand for debauchery, which has no place in public settings. See, you can't accuse these uh, satanic puppets of debauchery. That's just wrong. I believe in respecting the other's religions and beliefs to not make a mockery of such a sacred thing. Please remove this group from the parade. They make a mockery of my Catholic faith and are dangerous for children. It's a mockery of Christ and the church. How are they allowed in public like this? Christian persecution has got to stop. They are harming souls. There you go. There's a whole list of hateful comments from you Christians out there. Because you are upset that the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence was in the Cary J. Seeds Town of Cary Christmas Parade. So there you go. Hate speech. Dangerous. So somebody, like one lady that pushed back on my comment on the Cary J. Seeds uh, Facebook page. Another friend of mine on Facebook looked up that lady's profile, and there she is, sadly, 
by with, with she had two or three children and her little boy dressed in a dress. He looked to be six or seven years of age. And then she was just so offended that I found something wrong with the sisters of perpetual indulgence in the Carrie Christmas parade. And then you're like, okay, well, there, there's your reason why. Because this is a broken mom, most likely lost. Her son's confused for some reason, either social contagion or maybe actually has gender dysphoria. And he needs counseling, counseling, patience and counseling. Even before puberty, patience and counseling, not a scalpel or hormone treatments. And she doesn't know what to do. So she just goes along with it. It's sad. And dare I say, satanic. Although they don't know that. Satan certainly does. This is Steve Noble and the Steve Noble Show. I'll tie this to a bunch of other stuff. We'll be right back. Okay, welcome back. It's Steve Noble, the Steve Noble Show. Merry Christmas, last show a week from Friday. Friday, December 22nd will be my very last show. That'll be an interesting day. Next week, I'm going to open up the phones and uh, we'll ask you not to call in and say things about me. Just if if the Lord has used this show in your life uh, to call in and share that. We'll just glorify God together and, and just talk about how's, how's God used this show in your life or particular uh, segments or topics or the way it's done, whatever. It's not a rah, rah, sis, boom, bah. Uh, let's talk about Steve. Uh, next week, I want it to be about the Lord. That's what it should be. It's his show. It's his platform. And when I'm in line with him, it's a good show. When I'm not, it's garbage. So that's the deal. So I'd like to do that next week and have that conversation, kind of a goodbye kind of week on the radio. The podcast will start up in January. Text Steve, my name, text Steve to 66866. We'll get you on the email list for the podcast, which I want to drop those on Fridays. We'll get started sometime in the second half of January. And it'll be longer. The radio shows, you know, I'm, I'm really doing a show for 40 minutes plus commercial breaks and stuff. But even with my friends on Facebook and sometimes Rumble, because Rumble's got some issues lately. Uh, it's an hour or 55 minutes because when we're, when you're listening to commercial breaks on the radio, I can communicate with my friends on Facebook live and rumble live. Uh, that'll, that'll go away. Not going to be able to do that, uh, because the podcast will be pre-recorded. but, but it'll allow me to have more extended conversations when I have guests. I don't have to worry about the clock. I don't have to worry about commercial breaks. I can, we can just get into it and stay in it. So I'm really looking forward to that aspect. Uh, but we were just going through all those hateful, nasty comments that got banned by change.org because you Christians are just the most hateful, bigoted, homophobic, uh, hate speech mongers on the planet, uh, which takes me over to Harvard, University of Pennsylvania, and MIT. So the Pennsylvania president, did you hear about this? So this is Elise Stefanik from New York in a congressional hearing, was talking to these guys because there's been all kinds of anti-Semitic comments and things going on on these colleges campuses and so she's asking them under oath about does this violate your campus uh, rules and regulations does this violate anything and over and over again uh, they just bailed I mean so pathetic that you can you can put something up as a, as a student at Harvard or MIT or University of Pennsylvania, any number of other schools. 
and you call for the genocide of the Jews, anti-Semitic stuff. And when they're asking these people about that, if that violates, does that violate your code of conduct at uh, MIT or University of Pennsylvania or Harvard? And they're like, well, you know, it depends on the context. And if somebody actually takes action, like kills a Jew or something, uh, then, you know, then it would be harassment and then we would have to investigate. Or as uh, McGill said, McGill's the one that's out at University of Pennsylvania and the head of the board of trustees bailed too. If the speech turns into conduct, it can be harassment. Yes, McGill said at the time. It is a context-dependent decision. During the hearing before the House Committee on Education and the Workforce, Representative Elise Stepanek, this is just Romans 1, that's all this is. A reprobate mind does this, and reprobate minds hate Jews. They hate Jews on the spiritual level, even though they can't, they don't understand what's going on because it's a spiritual truth. And like Paul said, spiritual truths are spiritually discerned. So I don't expect somebody that's even the president of Penn, Harvard, or MIT to understand that, but that's just reality because you say Jew to an unbeliever and Satan's like, Whoa. Those God's chosen people hate the Jews. So, during the hearing before the House Committee on Education and the Workforce, Representative Elise, and plus Jews are white. I'll get to that. Asked the president of Penn, Harvard University, and the MIT if calls for the genocide of Jewish people would constitute harassment, and none of their responses provided an unequivocal yes. McGill of Pennsylvania, who quit just the other day, over the weekend. If the speech turns into conduct, it can be harassment, yes. Calling for the genocide of Jews, when it's, it turns into conduct, so you kill a Jew, it can be harassment. Oh, you, oh, uh, gender studies student, Billy, you, you, you killed a, you killed a Jewish student because of Hamas in Palestine? Yes. Well, that, that could be harassment. It's a context dependent decision. <laughs> sure it is. Now, if you are on campus, if I were a student at Penn or Harvard or MIT, and I said, men can't be women and men, women can't be men. Oh, you'd be. There's plenty of examples. Go do your own homework. You would be in big trouble. No context required. We have enough context, Mr. Noble, because we know that comes from your hateful backwards uh, first century Christianity. And you hate these people. So that's hate speech and we need to take action. No, no context required. Stefanik called for McGill, as well as the presidents of Harvard and MIT, to be fired after they testified Tuesday. She applauded McGill's resignation in a post Saturday night on X, the platform formerly known as Twitter, which everybody has to say that, apparently. One down, two to go, she wrote. This is only the very beginning of addressing the pervasive rot of anti-Semitism that has destroyed the most prestigious higher education institutions in America. By the way, University of Pennsylvania lost a $100 million donation, planned donation because of their allowing all this anti-Semitism stuff. The world should know that Liz McGill is a very good person and a talented leader who was beloved by her team. She is not the slightest bit anti-Semitic. That's somebody at UPenn. And then the head of the board of trustees uh, quit too. Now you got, now you got the the a target uh, reticle placed on the president of Harvard, a woman named Claudine Gay. But she apologized. Now you're you're the 
You're the president of Harvard. And here's what she said. I am sorry. Words matter. I got caught up in what had become at that point an extended combative exchange about policies and procedures. I failed to convey what is my truth. There it is. It makes me sad. My truth. No, you conveyed your truth because you were unwilling to say that anti-Semitic comments completely violate Harvard's rules and procedures. It's a complete violation. We decry this. It's disgusting. We have to take action. We have to deal with that. No, 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 no. It's all about context. Well, and you, you can go watch the video yourself. They're like, well, it, you know, it's, it's just we believe in free speech. Mm -hmm. Men can't be women and women can't be men. Like that kind of free speech. You don't believe in that. You only believe in free speech that's part of your narrative. If it's not part of your narrative, it's hate speech. It's not free speech. But the problem with getting rid of President Claudine Gay, who needs to be gotten rid of at Harvard, is that we're talking about uh, an African-American woman, which is like golden calf number one uh, in that world. And, and you're the president of Harvard and you can't handle a little pressure in a committee meeting when they're asking you a question that should not be difficult to answer. These anti-Semitic calling for genocide comments made by students at Harvard, is that a violation of your policies and procedures? Uh, clearly, yes, Representative Stefanik. Yes. And we're working to deal with that. It's disgusting. I'm embarrassed for my university. I can't believe we even have to have this conversation. But you know what's going on here, don't you? With the pro-Palestinian, pro-Hamas, college students, young idiots all over the country, God help them. You know what's going on is your average Jew is white and your average member of Hamas is not. And that's all it is. That's all it takes. White, bad oppressor, not white, oppressed, victim. Even if the victim's baking babies in the family kitchen outside of the walls of Gaza, even if they're raping nine-year-olds and breaking their pelvic bones, you can go look this up yourself. It's all fact. But it's still Jew, white, Palestinian, other. Therefore, the Jewish people are the oppressors and the Palestinians are the victims. It really is that simple. Which is why, just like people at BLM, without dealing with the realities of things, without getting into the complicated, difficult conversations about good cops versus bad cops and white and black, which all takes deep conversation, compassion, and you have to deal with the facts. No, no, no. It's really just binary, unlike gender. It's just binary. Jewish people are white, therefore oppressors. Palestinians are not white, therefore oppressed victims. And that's why these people are all down with it, because that's their worldview. That's their narrative. And until they, unless and until they repent, they're all doomed. That's just a little, that's just a little bit of the, that's just a little bit of the iceberg that's above the water line. Like the rest of us, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. And when these people can sit there in public with all the cameras on and maintain a Romans 1 reprobate mind position, they're lost. I hope she, I hope she quits. But even more so, I hope she finds Jesus and repents. This is Steve Noble on The Steve Noble Show. 
faith according to Fauci when we come back after this. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble. Hey, Siri, what's the current enrollment at Harvard? Uh, let's see what's going on here. Okay, let's figure this out. How many people attend Harvard? You'll, you'll know what I'm doing here in a second. Hold on. How many people attend Harvard? I'm trying to get an answer here. Can you look that up for me, Josh? How many attend Harvard? You think I could get this answer pretty quick? Oh, undergraduates and postgraduates. 70, all right, 7,200. All right, 7,200 undergraduates, okay? Uh, and the reason that Harvard's going to have a hard, hard time, even though billionaire investor and influential Harvard alumni Bill Ackman is on the warpath, am I, am I allowed to say that? Is on the warpath over uh, to terminate President Claudine Gay. He's saying that it's cost, uh, anti-Semitism on, on campus has cost Harvard over a billion dollars, which is a lot of money, is it not? However, Harvard currently has a $53 billion endowment, which means $53 billion just burning a hole in their pockets, okay? At $70,000 a year, Harvard, with that endowment, could pay for 189,000 scholarships. And they currently have 7,000 undergraduate students, 7,000 per year, right? So <laughs> 189,000 divided by 7,000 equals 27. So they could pay for every single, that endowment could pay the full ride of every single student, all 7,000 of them, for the next 27 years. And, an, and so a billion dollars just isn't enough to get Harvard's attention. We'll see. It's going to be fascinating to watch all this go down. But President uh, Liz McGill and the board chair, they're toast at Penn. We'll see what happens with MIT. And then Harvard. Uh, where, thank you, Sarah, the the president of Harvard, it sure looks like, uh, plagiarized a significant portion of her thesis. <laughs> she got the job for the exact same reason Kamala Harris did. Steve, you're a racist. No, I'm not. What, are you kidding me? <laughs> That's a joke. I'm just accurate. I'm just calling the shots. Calling the shots. I call them as I see them. Okay. Crazy. All right, let's jump from that Romans 1 example to this one. Uh, Dr. Fauci was in a BBC interview uh, not that long ago, and, and, the, and they're walking through this hallway somewhere, wherever he lives, and uh, they happen. The, the reporter happens to notice from the BBC, she happens to notice this beautiful Catholic church out the window. It's the church where Pope Fauci got married. So uh, then she asks him about his faith. Okay, this is fascinating. Are we ready? All right, let's crank this up. She's, she's asking him about his it's faith. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's really nice. Do you still go there? Do you no. still, you don't practice no. anymore, do you? I don't, no. Why? Listen, ah. a number of complicated reasons. Go on, we have a whole corridor. <laughs> First of all, I, I think my own personal ethics on life are, I think, enough to keep me going on the right path and I think that the, there are enough negative aspects about the organizational church 
mm -hmm. uh, that you were very well aware of. I, I'm not against it. I identify myself as a Catholic. I was raised, I was baptized, I was confirmed, I was married in the church. My children were baptized in the church. But as far as practicing it, it seems almost like a pro forma thing that I don't really need to do. <laughs> okay, that's enough. A pro forma thing that I don't do. My own personal ethics are likely enough to keep me on the right path. My own personal ethics. Hashtag, I am the science. Hashtag, I am the gospel. This is the arrogance of the man. My own personal ethics are... My, did you catch that? This is idolatry in the first degree. My own personal ethics. My truth, which we heard in the previous article about the president of Harvard. My truth. My own personal ethics. Dr. Fauci, sir, thank you for your time. I, I, I wanted to go back to a conversation you had recently with the BBC person. And she noticed the church where you and your wife were, were married, the Catholic Church. And she asked you about that if you go. And you're like, no, 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 no. And, and then you said, uh, you were relying, basically relying on my own personal ethics are likely enough to keep me on the right path. Uh, Mr. Fauci, do, do you think your own personal ethics are uh, perfectly righteous, like morally perfect in God's sight? Uh, are, are your personal ethics... Your truth. Would, would we say, Dr. Fauci, would you be comfortable with me characterizing it that way? Your personal ethics, which is, is that your truth? Because I'm pretty sure your personal ethics might be different than my personal ethics. So how do we know whose ethics are right or wrong? Could my ethics, sir? Uh, like, I got a master's degree in Christian ethics. Did you? You didn't? Okay, so, so could my personal ethics be more accurate than yours? What do you, what do you think about that? You really think Dr. Fauci would say, well, yeah, Steve, that's a very interesting point. Yeah, you might, you might have me there. No. Uh, so would you say that your personal ethics are, are perfect? Or do you think there's any moral flaws in your personal ethics? Now, when you, you would ask Pope Fauci something like that, then he's, he's smart enough to know that if he starts to say, well, yeah, there might be, of course there's flaws in my personal ethics. Hmm. I wonder if any of those could have shown up in like the last, I don't know, 20 years. So he, Hashtag I am science, right? Hashtag I am theology. Hashtag I am ethics. And then going to church is just pro forma. It's just a formality. I think I'm good because of my personal ethics. That is a violation of the gospel from front to back. Your personal ethics are tainted, sir. Uh, Mr. Fauci, Dr. Fauci, sorry. Uh, do, do you know what the Bible says about your personal ethics? Have you? Do you recall ever reading anything when you were catechized? Do you remember? that all have sinned and fallen short of the gl glory of God. There's none righteous, Dr. Fauci. No, not one. Do you know what that, that means, righteous? In, in perfect alignment with God's characters. Do you think that your own personal ethics, sir, are in perfect alignment with God's character? Oh, Steve, you're just trying to pick a fight here. No, no, sir, I am not. I'm trying to have a conversation with you about the destination of your soul when you die, which is not that far away because you're 81. And you're already past the average lifespan for an American male. So do you think your personal ethics are perfectly righteous? Because the Bible says there's none righteous, no, not one. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Are you a sinner, Dr. Fauci? Could your personal ethics be off? And if they are off, 
you think your personal ethics by that statement, that's likely enough to keep you on the right path. But what if your personal ethics are off by like 5%? By the time you try to get to your destination, you get an airplane off 5% or a sailboat off 5% or, or a, a car on the interstate off by 5%. And in many cases, you're lost. And, a lot, and, and in some cases, you'll be dead. 5% could be deadly. Do you think there's any way that your personal ethics could be off by 5% relative to God's holiness, his righteousness? Do you, and I'm coming at him because he's already said he was a Catholic. So I'm just going to use the language of the scriptures, okay? Catholic, Protestant, I don't care. You call yourself a Christian in some way. I'm going to the Bible. I'm pretty sure Fauci doesn't know squat about it based on what he's saying, the arrogance of that. He's violate. He's all about works. So in that way, he's... More of a traditional Catholic there. It's all about works, my own personal ethics. Your own personal ethics, sir, are trash relative to God's ethic, which is perfect. So if you're relying on your own personal ethics, sir, you're off by 5% on your best day. 10, 15, 20, 25%, 30%. Are you in alignment with the church, by the way, when it comes to abortion or gender or marriage? or What, what do you think? Yes, no. Your personal ethics, sir, will lead you directly to hell. You actually have to repent of your personal ethic. You have to repent. You have to say, that's insanity. That's wrong. My personal ethic is tainted. My personal ethic is sinful. Lord, I'm throwing myself at your mercy. I can't do it. I can't measure up, Dr. Fauci. You cannot measure up. Even your good works, thank you, Nina, are like filthy rags, Isaiah said. Filthy rag. And you look that up. Hold on to your hats, ladies and gentlemen. You look that up. You study that in the original language. What are those filthy rags? That's not your dad's old T-shirt that you use in the garage. The filthy rags that are referenced in Isaiah are talking about menstrual cloths, used menstrual cloths, as well as and or the type of cloth you would use to bound to bind up a leper whose skin is literally disintegrating. And you show up at the pearly gates, Dr. Fauci, with your personal ethics, you dump them all out on the ground in front of St. Peter. And you know what you just dumped on the ground? You know what the scripture says that is? How offensive that is? You dumped all of those rags, those dirty used rags on the ground at the, at the gate to the city of God and demand to be let in because of that pile. Those are your good works. Without Christ, that's what they are. You're trying to appease the holy, perfect, majestic, moral God of the universe with piles of used rags. Rags, in air quotes. Your personal ethics, sir, will damn you. And, and I would have that conversation if given the chance with Dr. Fauci. We should all be willing to have that conversation. Depending on the person, you might be a little more aggressive or a little less aggressive. But you should be, you gotta think biblically, process biblically, which is why I'm hanging up the radio show on December 22nd and giving myself as much as I possibly can to noble you to reach the next generation and teach them how to think like this, how to think like a Christian. Go to thestevenobleshow.com. Help us reach our $20,000 matching grant by the end of the year. Help get Noble you a push. This is Steve Noble on The Steve Noble Show. God willing, I'll talk to you again real soon. Thanks, my dad. Always just to say, never forget.